Hello and good morning. want to say hi to all of you who are watching online through Facebook Live. My name is Jay, and I'm one of the pastors here at River Ridge Church. So over a year ago, I think I included this in my message, but we were talking about uh, the prophet Jonah, and I brought up that song that my sons wanted to um, watch over and over again um, in the VeggieTales, that, that movie about Jonah. And that song, if you remember, it goes like this. Jonah was a prophet, ooh-hoo, but he never really got it. Sad but true, and if you watch it, you can spot it. A doodly-doo, he did not get the point. So that song may now be stuck in your head, but if you've read ahead in Judges in 4 and 5, you might see this connection. Um, Even though Jonah didn't get the point, the evil Canaanite and commander of Jabin's army, Commander Sisera, he got the point literally. So this passage that we're looking at, it, it, it covers a lot of ground, and we're looking at chapters 4 and 5 of, of Judges. And today I'm, I'm using the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. Chapter 4, it reads like a story in the narrative details God's defeat of the Canaanite and how he uses Deborah and Barak or Barak and Jael to defeat Canaanite King Jabin and Commander Sisera. Chapter 5 is a song. It's poetry shared by Deborah. Uh, She's the judge that we're learning about today. And God uses this cast of characters, namely women and leader Barak, Barak, to defeat the Canaanites. Ultimately, it's God who gets the victory. But once again, as Matt has shared um, about judges, we find the Israelites in the repeated cycle um, of judges. So reading in verse 1, Judges 4, the Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Judge Ehud, if you remember him, our left-handed sword wielder had died. So the Lord sold them to King Jabin of Canaan. The commander of his army was Sisera. Verse 3, then the Israelites cried out to the Lord because Jabin had 900 iron chariots and he harshly oppressed them 20 years. But God raises up a judge. God would raise up this woman, Deborah, to bring peace and victory to the Israelites. We read in verse 4, Deborah, a prophetess, was judging Israel at the time. She would sit under the palm tree of Deborah, and the Israelites went up to her to settle disputes. Deborah's a judge, she's a prophetess, she's married, and she describes herself in, in Judges 5 as a mother in Israel. She's wise and, and counsels. Um, disputes. She's the best judge we've seen up to this point, in my opinion, and I think she stands head and, head and shoulders above all the judges that are mentioned um, in this book. She's a godly leader. She's not a warrior. She's, she doesn't fight in battle, but she shares as a military leader God's prophetic military plan for Barak for Barak, who would be the military commander of the Israelites. So in verse 6, 
she summoned Barak and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, Go deploy the troops on Mount Tabor and take with you 10,000 men from the Naphthalites and Zebulonites. Then I will lure Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, his chariots and his infantry at the Wadi Kishon. Wadi meaning river, at the Kishon River to fight against you, and I will hand him over to you. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Is Barak fearful? Maybe. Is he disobedient? I, I think so. He did say he wasn't, he, he said he wasn't going if Deborah wasn't going with him. And I, I'd rather shine a greater light of his own f- feeling and his own view and esteem of Deborah. Deborah was awesome. She commanded respect. She's God's anointed and appointed leader. Her response continues to reveal what a godly and gifted leader she is. She's prophesied that the Lord commands them to take these 10,000 men to fight Sisera um, against these 900 chariots, which is, is sort of it's sort of saying like these were the tanks, the, the, the best weapons of the day. And these chariots can mow down dozens and dozens of people, dozens of foot soldiers. And so we see clearly that the Canaanites have this overwhelming advantage um, over the Israelites. But we, or we will soon see um, the outcome. In verse 9, I will gladly go with you, she said, but you will receive no honor on the road you are about to take because the Lord will sell Sisera to a woman. So Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak summoned, summoned Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. 10,000 men followed him, and Deborah also went with him. And so the passage is, 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 is clear. You're going to defeat these armies, um, these Canaanite armies, but the Lord ultimately will bring honor to women. And then what, what appears to be a random detail is shared in verse 11. Haber the, Canaan, the Kenite had moved away from the Kenites. Um, Haber pinched his, pitched his tent beside the oak tree of Zanananim. Kenites were distantly related to the Israelites. And Moses, his father, his father-in-law was a Kenite. But Heber... Um, somewhat of a, de- a, a deceitful guy. He plays both sides with the Israelites and the Canaanites. And co- commentaries have shared that Heber revealed Barak's military plans to, to Sisera, um, to, to the bad guys. Verse 12, it goes, It was reported to Sisera that Barak um, had gone up Mount Tabor. Sisera summoned all his 900 iron chariots and all the troops who were with him. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has handed Sisera over to you. Hasn't the Lord gone before you? So Barak came down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. So led by Barak, the 10,000 come down from Tabor. Sisera, the Canaanites, um, and their 900 chariots didn't anticipate um, that the what would happen next because they were in this dry season. 
But God showed up and just performed a miracle, and a miracle of, of rain. We jump to chapter 5. It says, The river Kishon swept them away. The horse's hooves then hammered the galloping, galloping of his stallions. So what we're learning is this is, it's a, it's a quagmire. All these horses, they're stuck in the mud and this repetition of galloping, just galloping in place. The chariots and horses, they have no movement and they can't gain footing. In verse 15, we sense this victory. The Lord threw Sisera, all his charioteers, and all his army into a panic before Barak's assault. Sisera left his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and the army and the whole army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not a single man was left. And so we'll see these victories that follow one after another and these crushing defeats by the Canaanites. Verse 17, Meanwhile, Sisera had fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because there was peace. So Sisera takes off, Verse 18, Jael went out to greet Sisera and said to him, Come in, my lord, come in with me. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent, and she covered him with a blanket. This defeated commander retreats humiliatingly um, to this woman, and he goes to her tent. Verse 19, he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a container of milk, gave him a drink and covered him again. Skipping to verse 21, while he was sleeping from exhaustion, Heber's wife, Jile, took a tent peg, grabbed a hammer, and went silently to Sisera. She hammered the peg into his temple and drove it into the ground, and he died. So last week, sometimes you'll get dung on your sword In this instance, you get a spike to the temple. And I kid you not, as as I was going over commentaries, one of the subheadings for this commentary was, in Judges, was hammering the point home. Did you get that? Um, So we read on in verse 22. When Barak arrived in pursuit of Sisera, Jael went out to greet him and said to him, Come and I will show you the man you are looking for. So he went in with her, and there was Sisera lying dead with a tent peg through his temple. And and this final defeat, that day, verse 23, that day God subdued King Jabin, Jabin of Canaan before the Israelites. The power of the Israelites continued to increase against King Jabin of Canaan until they destroyed him. Then skipping one full chapter to um, the last verse of Judges 5, it says this, and the land had peace for 40 years. So I want to spend a little time focusing on the heroes of Judges 4 and 5, and I believe, um, I believe you might be able to get out your, um, the app on your phone, your Riverage app, um, to fill this out, but there's um, four things that I, I want to quickly cover. When it comes to Deborah, we're to bring her honor and esteem. We want to bring her honor and esteem. Deborah is to be raised up. 
she's a hero of our faith. And as she's called by God, she steps up. She responds in righteousness, in fairness, in justice, and in integrity. She is the Lord's faithful and obedient servant. She's a leader to be followed. And she's a leader where all of us can follow her example. I think we have Deborah kind of, uh, women like Deborah in our church. And I'm so thankful for the women of our staff, the women of our church, the, the folks who are part of our worship team, the folks who lead the children, the po- folks who volunteer in the lobby, the hospitality team. There are so many girls and there are so many women who respond to the needs of the church and they follow that example of Deborah. And we want to bring her and women like her honor and esteem. Secondly, what we learn about Barak or Barak um, He's a man of faith. Now, we didn't read much of, of chapter 5, um, but Deborah shares some of the names of the tribes that don't participate in the battle. They're Reuben. One tribe is named Reuben and Gilead and Dan and Asher. They didn't help in the battle. They didn't share in the victory. But we learn that victory, Barak, didn't retreat from the fight. He's joined in it. He's trusted God and went into battle. And maybe there, yes, there's that slight, there's that hiccup between him and Deborah at the beginning. But Barak, he's mentioned in Hebrews 11. He's mentioned in that hall of faith um, of those heroes um, who've gone before us. He's revered as one who, we learn in verses 33 and 34 of Hebrews 11, who through faith conquered kingdoms, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. Now, there's a great temptation um, for us as men. It's, we fall into that temptation. It's not about not sinning, but it's not stepping in where God can use, where God can use us, where God can use our talents, our gifts, our abilities. I think we have that hesitation to hesitate. And there's this hesitation to, to sit and to wait, and to passively wait, then jump into the action that God directs us to, the action that God calls us to. But we don't see that with Barak. So we learn of him as a man of faith. And if you'll put up with me for, for number three, um, I just had to do it. For Gile, the one who um, takes care of Sisera, she nails it. You get that? She nails it. So Judges 5.24 recognizes Gile as Deborah sings, Most blessed of women is Gile, the wife of Heber the Kenite. She is most blessed among tent-dwelling women. Although this is a gruesome story, she is a hero as she is used by God to defeat the enemies of God, to those who oppose God. And in the Song of Deborah, she speaks of Sisera's mother, Sisera's mother is mentioned as she's looking for her son and, and, and the, the servants of Sisera, they share this, that Sisera's won the battle and he's dividing the spoils of victory where he's finding um, slave girls to, to be used, one or two per each soldier. This is not a good man. This is not a good guy. This is a man... Um, a terrible man, and God uses Gile to take care of him. 
so she does nail it. Lastly, we learn that God brings the victory, and we are to give Him the glory. God brings the victory, and we, we give Him the glory. There are many heroes of Judges 4 and 5, but the main hero, um, the main hero in this and throughout the Bible is God. God was fighting. God was interceding for His covenant people. He's, he's done this in the time of Judges, and He's doing this today. He's the one who called Deborah. He's the one who brought the rain. He gives the enemies into the hand of Barak. He raises up, he raises up Deborah and Gile. And Keller writes in his commentary in Judges, what is the lesson for God's people? That God wins. And so blessing is to be found in fighting for and with Him, putting ourselves in His service, whatever the odds or likely cost. And so we echo Deborah in her worship song. As we give God glory, as we give Him, um, as we see His victory, it says in, in Judges 5, when the leaders lead in Israel, when the people stand up and volunteer, blessed be the Lord. Listen, kings, pay attention, princes. I will sing to the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Let's pray. God, we thank you um, for the example of Deborah. We thank you for the faith of Barak. We thank you um, for the courage that we see in this passage. Um, but Lord, we see your hand in all of it. We thank you for the victory that you've given them and that you've given over to us through Jesus, defeating sin and defeating death on a cross. Lord, help us live as people of faith and people of action um, to whatever it is you have called, um, you've called us to. But God, we want to give you ultimately the praise and glory, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.